0: You are listening to The Real Faith Stories Podcast, interviews with people who chose to boldly follow their faith. I'm your host, Brian Robinson. Now, let's meet our guest and hear their story. Darius, very excited to speak with you today. Welcome to Real Faith Stories.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's an honor to be on this with you and to to have this conversation.
0: We were chatting about how you were prepping for this conversation and just reminding yourself of all the incredible things God has done and the way He's shown up in your business. Give us the name of your business and share a bit about the backstory, how it started, and fast forward up to today. And let's talk about some of the things that you've experienced over the past few years.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So we're a family business, third generation. I'm part of a third generation ownership team and manufacture decorative metal products for a lot of different aspects of the home and outdoor rooms for people. The name of our company is Stoll Industries. The way God started our company was interesting. My grandfather moved to South Carolina from Virginia, Beach, Virginia, back in 1969. And he was a farmer, did metal working farm equipment repair, that type of thing, body work on vehicles. Mm-hmm. The city was kind of growing out over them, so they were wanting to get out to a more rural setting. So he came down with a few of his friends, found a place here in South Carolina, put an option down on it, went home to get his family, and the owner called him back and said, Mr. Soul," he said, my wife is about to have a nervous breakdown uh, about selling our place. Is there any way you would let us back out of your contract? So Grandpa told him, he said, well, sure, we don't need to, want to cause her any undue stress so he released him from the contract came back down to Abbeville and uh, purchased uh, a property here with a house on it moved the family down when they moved in here the house had a fireplace that was a bit of an unusual size grandpa went to different of the hardware stores and couldn't find a screen to fit it so he just went and bought him some uh, metal lathe and some angle iron and he had a welder and different equipment so he made him a screen to go on his fireplace, and then he made a couple for some of the neighbors, and that <laughs> led him into marketing him through a local hardware store. So that's kind of the how the whole company was birthed 53 years ago, was by Grandpa building a screen to fit his fireplace and realizing that was the need a lot of people had. We've always felt like just seeing God's hand from the very beginning of when Grandpa, the first place Grandpa put an option down on was about 30 minutes from where we're at. And it was like God said, uh, Mr. Bill, you're close, but I need, to, I need to move you over here. From the very beginning, I've always heard our dads, uh, my dad and his brother owned the company for many years and always heard them talk about just the confidence they gave him that God was the one that would have founded this company and, and, you know, had a deep interest in what was happening.
0: So just to clarify, the primary products that you sell, explain what they're used for, please.
1: In the hearth industry, you have a lot of accessories. The primary product that we build is decorative metal fronts that go on fireplaces. These would have glass doors on them. It's a facing that goes to the goes on the front of a fireplace. We don't build the actual firebox, but we can take your existing firebox and make it look really nice. Now, we also build things like freestanding screens, tool sets, log holders, log racks. We also build, in that room, we build floating metal shelves that people use as non-combustible mantles. We build decorative metal facings that people use around their fireplaces in lieu of like rock or stone or something. But those products have, they've kind of led us into, you know, decorative metal facings and shelving can be used in any room of the house. So for the first 49 years, our company was known as Stole Fireplace Equipment. As we begin to expand into some of these other areas, we, we started building products like for backsplashes for kitchens and metal countertops, metal cabinet doors for kitchens. So we rebranded to stole Industries about, about four years ago now.
0: Okay. And what's happened since you did your rebranding? What kind of things has God brought into your hands?
1: He keeps expanding the opportunities we have to take the, the skilled craftsmen that we have on our floor, along with the equipment and resources, and uh, you keep expanding the product lines that we're offering now instead of solely focusing on your fireplace we're and we're building products for the for every room in the house and the most recent product line that he's led us into is outdoor kitchen metal cabinetry for outdoor kitchens and there's kind of a cool story around that we can talk about here at some point
0: let's talk about it
1: we go to a a national industry show in the hearth industry we go to one national industry uh, show every year about four years ago it was about six weeks before the show and our third generation, our leadership team, we met, we were just praying. We're like, God, what is something new that we could offer the hearth industry? And our sales manager mentioned that electric fireplaces are kind of becoming a thing in the industry. But he said, what our dealer network is struggling with is, you know, they got to get a contractor out to build a wall on a house or whatever. It's just kind of involved, you know, getting a contractor with two befores and sheetrock and all that goes just to to put an electric fireplace in. So we said, what if we would build a decorative metal cabinet for these electric fireboxes to plug into that would just be a real simple kit for our dealers to put together and offer to their customers? Yeah, He gave us some cool ideas. About two days later after that meeting, we had a first prototype in our showroom. We had our national sales rep team come in the following week for our annual meeting and they were just on fire when they looked at this idea. <laughs> took this idea to the show and we had literally had the whole show floor buzzing the manufacturers of electric fireplaces were over in our show booth looking at this concept we had three major manufacturers that were asking for us to do exclusive designs for them to market their fireplaces and uh came back from that we were really excited about it and yet it kind of just it didn't really quite take off like we were thinking we recognized it needed some pretty major redesign work but we were really really busy um, Jonathan, who's part of our ownership team, is kind of our product design guru. He just was needing some time to, uh, be able to redesign our, our original concept. That show was in March. About July, we're sitting here. We had partnered with a, a prayer team to start praying for our company. And the gentleman that we had partnered with was here that I think it was about July of that year, July or August. And we were praying and talking about the need to redesign the electric fireplace boxes. And I remember Bob, our prayer leader, he asked John, He said, well, Jonathan, what do you need to be able to redesign this thing? John said, well, one thing, if I could just have about 12 hours uninterrupted, no phones ringing, no one asking me questions just to get my head into it. And so we had an idea. We said, well, Jonathan, how about if you go home right now? This was like 10 o'clock in the morning. What if you go home here a little bit and you sleep and rest and you come back in this evening about six o'clock when everyone's gone and it's closed? You have the night. You work through the night, whatever you need. And um, so he was like, yeah, let's do that. So we had a special prayer over him, asked God to bring wisdom and inspiration to him. So Jonathan came back about six o'clock that night. I remember coming by, we were having a prayer meeting with the church group, and I came by about 8.30. Jonathan had been here about two and a half hours, and I stopped in just to check on him to see how the project was going. And he was so excited. In two and a half hours, he was almost finished. God had just given him <laughs> a download on how to completely revamp the electric fireplace box. But the interesting thing in that download, so we had been, we kept getting requests to consider outdoor kitchen cabinets. And so in the download that God gave him in revamping the electric fireplace, he also recognized that he now had the model to start building an, an outdoor kitchen <laughs> cabinet base around. So we came in the next morning as he was reviewing what had happened about. I think he ended up working about four hours that night. Redesigned our existing product and had the basic design is to launch this whole new outdoor kitchen product. That was a really cool. Yeah, you know, God, our Creator giving us the creativity and the insight. It's amazing when we we we've seen that happen so many times. It's just it gets us so wound up every time we we would go back and remember it.
0: Absolutely. You know, I'm just thinking, Daris, about how what looked to be a roadblock. Yes was handled in a way that you decided to pray through that roadblock, as opposed to freaking out, running around, trying to find other resources. All the resources were already there, weren't they?
1: Correct. Exactly.
0: What an encouragement. Yes. So what's happened since this redesign?
1: Well, interesting enough, the electric fireplaces never have really taken off. I still think their moment is coming, but the outdoor kitchen product that we're developing and, and have started marketing now for about the last year. That is taking off and catching fire. We've had multiple of our sales reps tell us in the last couple of months, they think this product line will become bigger than all of our other product lines combined.
0: <laughs> Who would have thunk it?
1: We're in the middle of uh, revamping our production flows and I'll be able to handle that kind of growth.
0: How exciting.
1: That is great. Yes.
0: Well, it sounds like the cornerstone of your approach to business really is rooted in prayer.
1: It is. It really is. And um, you know, I, growing up, my dad and his brother, I, I remember them praying so many times about different things, praying for ideas of how to fix issues, praying for you know, ideas of how to redesign things and hearing their stories of you know, how God would wake them up in the middle of the night with an idea that solves a a design issue or something like that. Something that was interesting for us about four years ago, I remember God started speaking to me about the idea of what if we would hire a team of prayer intercessors to pray specifically for our business. And I remember I remember mentioning this idea to our, our leadership team. You know, we talked about we hire marketing people, we hire, you know, all the different type of normal business position. But if we really are serious about prayer, and it's not that we weren't praying, I mean we, we were always praying as a family about it. But so what if we would actually hire people that was their life calling was to pray for people, pray oh. for company, pray for business. So we we kind of kicked that around. Well, about six months later, the five of us, third generation owners attended a heaven and business conference in a Redding, California. And we're sitting there the first day and these two gentlemen are doing a, uh, doing an interview. One of them is an intercessor prayer warrior. The other is a businessman like us, and they're, they're talking about. How the, the businessman had an idea. Uh, it was in the health industry, I think, but he was hitting major roadblocks and recognized he was going to need some high-power prayer, so he hired this uh, prayer guy, and I'm elbowing the guys beside me. I said, guys, that's exactly what we talked about. So we ended up having a conversation and uh, with this prayer guy who was Bob Perry, and so he ended up agreeing to come and build and lead a prayer team over our company. That's, that happened about three years ago. And so while, we, while prayer has always been a, a key foundational part of how we operate and run, God has just shown us so many different ways for that to expand. And really it becomes, rather than your, oh yeah, we ought to pray about it, it becomes, well, let's go pray and see what we need to be thinking about next. It starts coming on the front end of yeah. things rather than on the back end of things.
0: Wow, what a great point. It seems like we tend to use prayer as an afterthought many times, Correct. right? Correct. And You guys have made this the focal point to really expand your whole planning process, it sounds like.
1: We can call ourselves the owners, and we are technically we're the owners of it, but if we actually believe that it is God's business and that he can and will use it to build and expand his kingdom, why wouldn't he have a very vested interest on the front end of everything to give us wisdom, give us creativity? to give us ideas and concepts that are revolutionary if he knows that the business is yielded to him to use it for his glory. It's not that we don't get in and work hard and sweat and all that, but boy, it starts taking the pressure off of feeling like you got to try to come up with it out of your own limited resources. You're
0: truly in partnership with the king of kings.
1: Who who sees everything from beginning to end. So who wouldn't know where the next product needs to go to?
0: As you've gone through this process and you've had this intercessor team praying for the business, is there an example that springs to mind regarding a really difficult period that you were praying through and how God showed up? It wasn't one of those, oh, we prayed and we all of a sudden got this answer right away. Can you think of something like that's happened and how you work through it?
1: You know, one of the most recent ones was the whole COVID issue that hit last spring. You know, we had a lot of momentum going January, February. We were at our national show in March when COVID hit. We actually had to leave the show a day early. So all of a sudden you go from where, you know, we were running 20, 25% growth, new ideas, people excited, to we sell to a network of retailers. So most of their stores got closed down. All of a sudden we had a three-month period where we had 80 guys out here and our sales were, you know, they were all 50 to 60%. And so with our prayer team praying through that time, the words that we were getting through prayer was to keep our team here, to keep them busy, keep them working and pay for them to pay them. And we realized that it was an opportunity. So let me back up and just explain a little bit. Our plant has grown through a series of four buildings that were added over time. So our production flow had gotten really scrambled with each addition. So the word that we got during this difficult time, it came through prayer, was like, look, this is your opportunity to take your crew and just revamp your entire production floor. So we did. because we're metal fabricating and we had the the skill and the equipment, we built our own paint booths. We built our own sanding booths. We built a lot of our own new new racks and and tables and things like that. Uh, But we kept the crew busy. I think it was only one piece of equipment that didn't move. Uh, and our, we have 80,000 square feet of, of floor space. Everything else got completely moved and reshuffled. Now, the other very interesting thing that came through prayer during that time. So th- this was like March, April, May, and into June. About the middle of May, we were in we were full blown into all this revamping and hardly any actual work, you no know, orders that we're actually working on. Mm-hmm. About the middle of May, in a in one of our prayers we got a word from God saying that you need to have this reshuffle finished by July 4th because you're going to get busy again. Wow. And so we're like, okay. So we kind of stepped up the pace a little bit because, of, you know, we kind of were operating with, we probably have the rest of the year to do this. And so we said, okay, so let's get her done. So we ramped up our, our renovation uh, projects with, and ended up finishing, I think the week after July 4th. But what was so in- interesting, two weeks before the end of June, so the middle of June, All of a sudden our orders jumped back up to like 35% over what they normally would have been. They've been running that level ever since. Ever since. And had we not taken that three month shutdown to revamp our production, we'd have got overrun and had some, you know, would have had some very bad relational issues with our dealers not being able to provide for them. So that would be one example. Just so many words and direction came through the time with our prayer team going before God. We had never uh, navigated something like that as a company before. Spent a lot of money in those three months, very few orders coming in, paying our team and purchasing equipment or purchasing materials to build operating equipment. It it was, you, you need to be hearing from God to do stuff like that.
0: Well, you do. What a step of faith for your entire team to do this. How hard or easy was it to come into agreement when you received that counsel to revamp everything? Was that a, oh, absolutely, we'll do this? Or did you guys have to pray through that decision?
1: When that word came through prayer, it was pretty much like everyone was like, yeah, that's it.
0: Mm, yeah, and we
1: felt God on it.
0: That's great. Yeah,
1: I, that's about the only way I know to explain it. It wasn't like a lot of agonizing wrestling over it. It was just a quiet, God's telling us to do this. So it's His company. This is what we're hearing. We'll go after it. If we're hearing wrong, we we believe He'll redirect us. So.
0: Yeah, that's a huge point. If we're hearing wrong, we believe he'll redirect us. I think a lot of us feel as though decisions are permanent, right? Correct. And it's, Correct. that's not the case, is it?
1: Correct. That's right. And you know, I think there are times. I think there are times when when we're you know you're sensing that God is saying something, and so you step out in a step of faith and of confidence and wanting to be obedient. And maybe he maybe it wasn't exactly what he was. Communicating to us, but I think sometimes he he says, "Hey guys, we we got to get on board and back these fellows up. They're you know, they're stepping out, you know, in faith with us. <laughs> we need we need to get their back here." So I think he does that for us sometimes.
0: Oh, I can relate to that. One of the things that you mentioned is that you say God is really interested in every detail of your business and lives, and has a strong yes. desire to use the business as a platform to bring yes. the kingdom to the world. Explain that a little bit. How do you feel like? Your business is a platform to bring the kingdom to the world.
1: Part of our journey in processing that, Jesus sent his disciples out. He said, these are the signs that are going to follow people that are are followed in my kingdom. They're going to heal the sick. They're going to raise the dead. They're going to cast out demons. In other words, there's going to be demonstrations of power. One of the things that that we've been praying and, and, and just asking God how to journey with is What does it look like for a business in a small community? What what would it look like for this place to become known that, hey, if I'm having a dealing with a physical sickness or ailment, there's people there that will pray and I actually would experience healing. That's been part of the journey we're on. We've had some neat stories with that in the last, probably the last year and a half specifically. One gentleman in our powder coating area, not a believer, wasn't anti-God, just wasn't into it, but his back was giving him a fit for a couple of weeks, and we drummed up our courage enough one day to say, Jeff, would you mind stepping in the break room? We'd love just to lay hands on you and pray. Of course, he's hurting bad enough. He's like, sure, I'll, I'll try anything if it might help. So we brought him in, laid hands on him, prayed over him, and he went back out. Nothing happened that afternoon. The next morning, he's in the paint booth painting back is hurting him. And all of a sudden he would describe it. He said, it felt like a fist slammed me in my lower back. He said, I I flew back and and like actually slammed into the side wall of the paint booth. Mm. And then I stood up and I realized that my pain was gone. He said, it felt like there were hot hands on my back the rest of the day. Now, this guy's not a believer, but he is telling people that God healed him. And interesting enough, he, he had lost an eye previously in a chemical accident at a previous job. And so he's been kind of kidding and joking with us ever since. That if God gives his eye back, he said, I'll hit the road preaching for him, he said. <laughs> um, well, that's been an interesting, interesting journey with him. Had another gentleman here three weeks ago who's having major heart issues. His heart was down to, I think it was down to 25% functioning, which how he was still here working, I don't know. He's, he's in his 60s. Been here about 30 years. We've been praying. Different people have been praying and praying for God to bring his heart back. And he had some restoration, but he went in three weeks ago. He was scheduled to go in and have a procedure done to put stents in his heart. And we had a special prayer over him that weekend before he went in. He gets to the hospital on Monday, and they look at him and they say, What are you doing here? He said, Well, I'm here for my procedure this morning. They were like, Well, didn't you get the voice message we left you uh, Friday night? He said, No. They said, well, your last test that we ran on Friday shows your heart doesn't need any work anymore. It's in good shape. Now, this guy, again, I wouldn't say he was a believer necessarily, but he has been telling over and over, just telling people around the plant that I think this prayer thing actually works. God healed my heart. I love it. That has been so interesting to hear him sharing those testimonies. You asked me about, you know, just details about what it looks like for God to be interested in the details of the business. So the physical health of people, even when they're not, necessarily in the kingdom or believers. Uh, he still cares and wants to heal and show himself strong for them. The other area that's it's been absolutely amazing for us, one of the other areas, he has provided specific people like that specialize in different things that we've needed. We have a couple of times in our 50-some years, we've posted like for jobs or advertised for jobs, but only a couple. And I don't know that we've ever hired anyone out of that. But we've had several times in the last two years that have just been absolutely amazing. We had about two years ago in our metal finishing department, we had both of the guys that worked in there. I think one of them failed a drug test and we had to let him go. And the other one, I forget what happened with him, but we lost both of them in one day. And I remember we we told him, well, we've got to pray. We've got to pray. We need some people to come in and help sand metal for us. Right away. Uh, The next day we had, I, I think it was three people that called and asked about jobs and all of them had background in metal finish <laughs> and we ended up hiring two of them by the second day so wow. in two days God replaced the two guys that left by three people just randomly calling in with the exact skill set that we needed and we ended up hiring them and they've been one of them is absolutely amazing he's become the team leader of the whole department there wow but that's how that's one example of God taking care of details another one we were in a position here last summer we needed another person that experienced in powder coating. We needed a couple of people to work in our welding department. Uh, we needed additional help in our SolidWorks CAD department within the office. We needed someone to help run press breaks. We have a, a weekly prayer call every Thursday with Bob Perry in our prayer team. So we're on a Thursday. We're in the room here on the prayer call. And this gentleman walks in the front applying for the powder coat position. So Doug steps out of the prayer call to meet Mr. Barry, And after a few minutes, we're still in the prayer call and Doug is knocking on the door saying, Darius, I think you need to step out here and talk to Barry." So we step out of the prayer call, go out and meet. Barry. is plant manager or was plant manager of a plant that just got closed down in a town about 20, 30 minutes from us. He was plant manager of of an entire operation, just got shut down with 150 some people. He's got Ted's solid works people that need jobs. He's got people that know how to weld that need jobs. He's got powder coat people that need jobs. We ended up hiring seven, him and, and six other of his team to come in here and, and help us. Absolute. That was one of the most dramatic, dynamic answers of God providing people that we needed. He's become one of our major production leaders out here. Absolute jewel of a person, kingdom-minded person. It just is delighted to be in an environment where he can be open yeah. about his uh, faith and work you know, work with people. Had another one. A couple of years ago, we had a gentleman that was recovering from a brain tumor and had been out of the workforce for a long time. But his wife had worked with us way back, years back. And she brought him to us and said, I know you guys like to try to help people get back on their feet and all. Is there any chance that you give my husband a chance just to come in and just see if he do anything in the office that could be helpful? So we brought Mr. Lee in. We had, as a company, we never really had anyone that had uh, taken our whole inventory management program and organized it. And uh, Lee, was com- he was computer skilled. He, he looked at us like, Yeah, I think it'd be something I would enjoy anyway. Long story short, he was making great progress getting us revamped and organized like we had never been before in about six months he was taking us to a different level and all of a sudden the brain tumor came back and took him out and mr lee passed away in january of 2020 wow so we you know all of a sudden we're seeing that well we really do need someone here to take care of our inventory but then COVID hit the next month and so that whole conversation just kind of went out the door well when things took off in july It was about August that Doug, one of our owners, mentioned to me, he was like, Darius, we need to we, we should start praying and ask God to bring someone by that could help us with the inventory management to replace what Lee was doing. I was like, Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So the next day I walk in and laying on my desk is a resume from someone who had been I started reading his resume. He he had managed inventory, he had managed Oh, my goodness. It was so many different things at high-level companies that he had dealt with. His company had been shut down about six months earlier, and he had just been out of work taking kind of a break. And uh, was that a, a place just helping a lady out, redoing her bathroom? And one of the local plumbers, who's a friend of ours, was there doing some work on the house as well, gets to talking to Larry. Larry's telling him his story. And uh, our plumber friend says, hey, maybe you should just think about going out to Stolen working. So he brought... Larry's resume and laid it on my desk. That was the resume I was reading the next day after we talked about needing an inventory person. <laughs> and uh, you know, looking at the resume, Larry was way overqualified for what we needed, so I wasn't sure if we could afford him. But came in, had a two-hour interview with him the first day, absolute God moment. One of Larry's statements when he left on that first interview was he said, there's something I can do for the last seven or eight years of my work career. He said, if I could come in here and help this company get ready for the next level of what God wants to do, I can't think of a better way to close out my career. So I said, well, Larry, that's the feeling is mutual. I know the salary you were earning and what you're worth is quite a bit out of the field of where we've been at. Let's just go pray and see what God has in mind. So that's how we left it. Met with our team. We all felt like, yeah, definitely need him. More than likely can't pay him close to what he's probably worth. Um, But we prayed. We landed on a particular dollar per hour figure that we felt God was saying. I emailed that to Larry the following Monday. He emailed back in about 30 minutes. He was kind of grinning. He said, uh, I'm not surprised what you offered me. So my wife and I were praying over the weekend. That's the exact figure we landed on. So he said, let's let's sign this up and go at it.
0: Don't you love that, Darius?
1: You talk about confirmations that yes. you're on the right. Yeah. it's just. <laughs> so he's been here for about a year now and it's is helping us initiate our whole lean manufacturing journey, which is absolutely revolutionizing what's happening out here on our floor. It's been an absolute godsend. But anyway, I'm not sure if that's exactly what you were after, but that's a few examples of God being in the details.
0: That's exactly what I'm after. I'm sure people listening to this are just eating these stories up. This is so good. I would suspect that you have other business owners who have been watching your business and are saying, how can we integrate this into our culture? What do you share with people that ask you that kind of thing?
1: Basically, the stories of what I've been sharing with you is interesting enough. We had about, let's see, about three months ago, we partnered with a gentleman by the name of Ford Taylor to come in. He teaches transformational leadership. And um, he spoke to our entire team here at our Monday morning plant meeting. He just spoke about two minutes and he told the team, it was his first visit to the plant, but he told the entire group out here that what God is doing here at Stoll, he said, people from all over the country are gonna to come to look and, and to try to understand, you know, what it what it looks like for God to be involved in something. Wow. The next day we get a call from one of the executives at Sphinx gas stations. Their owner is a believer, but this was one of his top executives, and his question was, We're interested in pursuing more of a visible presence of God in our whole environment. And uh, someone recommended that we would come to Solace and and hear what God's doing there. That happened the day after Ford made that statement. So he comes down and meets with us. And I just started sharing stories with him like I'm just sharing with you. And we both stood out here on the floor with tears coming out of our eyes, Mm -hmm. thinking about what would it look like for people at a Sphinx gas station to be pumping gas and just this— You know, I don't know what I'm feeling, but something feels so different when I'm in this environment. I can feel love. I feel valued, and people to be. I I tell them that. That's just our prayer, and we've had testimonies. Our prayer is that when salesmen, when different people, when they walk in through our doors, that they would just have this sense that wow, something is different here, and it really feels good. But I was just asking him, what what would that look you got gas stations all over the state. What if people pumping gas every day? We're, getting, we're meeting a man in white while they're pumping gas.
0: We're called to change the atmosphere. Something Correct. literally changes Correct. when Jesus Christ is in you. Yes. And that's what you're talking about, isn't it?
1: It, it does. And and it's been amazing to me that, you know, I, as a believer, I understand Holy Spirit lives within me. And like you're saying, so wherever we go, we carry that presence in that atmosphere and it does shift where we're at, but to be intentional as business owners and properties that we have to ask that presence to come and inhabit and dwell our physical properties has been interesting for us. We had a, when we opened our newest facility where our office and showroom are, we had a, just to gather the employees together in a special time, just dedicating and praying that people that would walk in would feel the presence of God. And we had a pretty major intentional prayer meeting about that i went home that afternoon after that brian and i went in a dark hole mentally like like that is so ridiculous nobody's going to step in the door in this place and be able to feel any difference that's how i was struggling and feeling all evening the next morning i'm sitting here in my office and they page me to the front so a salesman that i've known for years has uh, is up front wanted to see me now this gentleman would not at all have been what i would think would be connected to God or, or, or in a, you know, mm-hmm. from a faith. And I walk out and talk to him. I don't think I'd ever had spoken to him about God before. And he stops. And he just, he said, hey, just come by. I wanted to see, you know, do y'all needing anything and was talking a little bit. And all of a sudden he stopped and looked at me and he said, "Dares." he said, I don't know what it is, but when I step in this place, he said, I can just feel God's presence. <laughs> I, about, I about passed out on the floor right there. I was like, wow. So, so God actually came His presence is something actually tangible that can be felt in a place. And just last week, I went to a new dentist over in a town about 30 minutes from here, and he he was asking me what I do for work. And that's when I told him where I work. He was like, oh, my goodness. He said, my son and I drive by your property. I think he said about every week on our way up to Anderson. And he said, I tell my son every time we come by, I said, that right there is what a property looks like when God's in control of it. I don't know what he puts on it, but people feel it and recognize it and see it. Yeah, that's so good. It's amazing.
0: So rich. Thank you, Daris. I would love as we finish up here for you to pray for our listeners, please.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Father, I just I thank you. I guess I'm thinking of David asked the question, what is man that you were mindful of? Him? Father, when I when I sometimes I think back over our journey as a family here and as business owners, Father, there's been so many times we did it every way but right. But your faithfulness to come in and in spite of that and touch and move and draw people to yourself is incredible. And Father, just the reality of how tangible your presence is, how intentional you want you are about wanting to partner with us. Where people that are around us sense and feel that presence, people that walk into our buildings, into our properties, Father, that your presence is so real they can actually feel that. And it shifts them, it encourages them, it blesses them. And Father, I just release that, every, every person listening, Father, that whatever sphere they're in today, whatever property they're dwelling on today, God, that your presence would rest so tangibly and powerfully on them, God. People just, they may not have thought of you for years, but they just all of a sudden would be like, wow, what is this I'm feeling? And uh, their hearts would be drawn to you, and they would be, um, they'd be drawn to come start asking questions. Who, who are, who is this? What am I feeling? Who is this? Where does this come from? How do I get this? And uh, guys, I just pray, yeah, this is an anointing, God. I just thank you for what you're doing through the marketplace. And I just thank you for the so many people that, that you're raising up that want to allow their businesses and, and their spheres of influence to be your dwelling place and to be atmospheres that, that shift and change people.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you've done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Daris. Such an honor to have you on the program.